0: I did say.
1: All right. Hour number three on a Friday. Hope you're having a good one. So much going on, including the Longhorn men's basketball team. Semi-final round tonight against TCU. It is an 8-30 tip. If they win it, they'll play the winner of Iowa State and Kansas. They go at 6 o'clock tonight, by the way, so they would know the opponent going in. Uh, Texas at 8.30 tonight right here on the Horn. Remember, that means baseball goes to 1260 and 101.9. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. He picks a beat out specially for all of us to start the third hour. Zay, it's the first time I've heard you play a beat that appears to have like a flute in it. So the only guess I would have is Lizzo. Lizzo? Since she plays the flute. That's all I got. I guess that's a good one. A good guess, but... Mm-hmm. No. It's not Lizzo, no. Okay,
0: what you got? Ashanti. Okay. Remember Ashanti? Oh,
1: I do. Yeah. Wow. Murder, a-
0: Inc. Her and Ja Rule had classics. Irv Gotti on the beat. The song Happy. I'm so happy. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. yeah.
1: All right, here's a great discussion because it just makes me smile to think about it. Who has a better smile in their prime, Ashanti or Aaliyah? Because both of them are magical smiles. Gosh. Both of them are like change your day, melt the ice cream kind of smiles. Yeah. Ooh. Who's better? Might as well ask who I want, magic or bird. Like, right, right? grief! I mean, just incredible. Incredible smiles, incredible talent. Aaliyah, we lost way, way, way too soon. Now, Ashanti... Still with us? Still, still performing? I mean, now because you just said some. So, well, no, I'm just saying. I'm, I didn't mean it like that. I meant I, like she's obviously yes, still she's alive, out. Yeah. still performing. Yeah, still in. oh yeah, okay. She looks, still looks great. Still looks great. Oh, I love that. Love that. Love it when the pretty performers stay pretty yeah. over time. Find a way to, to keep it going. That's that's always good. Because uh, then all of us old, uh, ugly folks can go see them and still enjoy their prettiness. Uh, the Ashanti Beat gets us started this hour. we got a lot of stuff to get to. Why Today Matters coming up. Uh, there are some monster birthdays today. Maybe the most monstrous birthday in music in my life is today. we got to give Rick Rubin some love. We'll do that at... Uh, 230. But right now, we got to get into, uh, we'll get into a little bit of football. We talked to a little Cowboys at the end of last hour. Cowboys restructuring Dak Prescott and Zach Martin to try to make room for what is the question? And Zay, I'm reading the Cowboys will have 18 players set to become free agents. Plus, they're trying to figure out can they keep Ezekiel Elliott? Can they keep Tyron Smith? That's another guy, another big name to remember. Tyron Smith is something. they got to. Tyron Smith's in what, year 14, they 15? Are... But apparently they still love the man and they want him around. Is there still enough of Tyron Smith that you need to be reworking deals and paying him all the money? I don't think so. I don't know either. I'm
0: good with letting him go. I don't know. But... And, and what Tyler Smith has done.
1: Right, what he showed you what already. What he showed
0: you this year, uh-huh. being able to move around on that line, his versatility yeah, Tyron Smith, he's just injury prone old fella, up in his thirties. He was he's going to Canton. Yeah, he is. Hell of a player. No Hall doubt. of Famer, but there goes that loyalty stuff. Like, yeah. get out your feelings, Jerry.
1: No, that's it. He can't do it. No. He can't do it. He lives. He lives in those feelings. Dak Prescott was gonna make thirty-one million in base salary this year. The salary cap hit was gonna be forty-nine million. Now they got it down to twenty-seven. In 2024, his cap hit will be $59 million if they don't do anything about it. Yeah, restructure it. that one, too. Which Deck. they will. They're talking about restructuring with him and with Zach Martin, maybe doing new long-term deals with one of them, maybe with both of them. But that did happen today. Cowboys create about $30 million in cap room, so they were going to be over the cap. Now they're slightly under the cap.
0: Yeah, Zach Martin, he could go and say, yo, I ain't giving them no money. I was first-team All-Pro again this year. Now, you and I, we've talked about we don't think that's (laughs) deserving this season. I don't think it deserves that first-team All-Pro. Right. But he could say and his agent could say, why would we let any money go with what we did this past year? The production's still there. But, hey, he's being a good sport. I think he sees the writing on the wall also. He doesn't have much time to win. He doesn't have many years left either. So with this team getting to the Elite Eight, for the NFL's sake, some some of them think they're close. Mm -hmm. And doing moves like this for Zach Martin and Dak... That, this is big time. This is big.
1: Yeah, trying to find that one click Yeah, to get there. $8.8 million is what they clear by restructuring Zach Martin. So we got that going on in the NFL. There's a lot of other notes out there uh, in the NFL we can get to. Uh, we also were going to talk a little tournament here as uh, Zay found an interesting, uh, an interesting journey through history. So, Zay, the discussion this time of year is do we need conference tournaments? Are they useful? Are they meaningful? Are they useless? Are they just wearing teams out? We're seeing teams get guys hurt and stuff like that. So you looked at teams that have actually won their tournament, conference tournament title and then gone on to win the national title in the same year. Correct. All right, so how far back are we going here?
0: We're going to 94. So we're going to start with that really talented Arkansas team that won it all You're starting with that Bill, had Carlos Williamson. I was going to say, you're boys. starting
1: with Bill Clinton's favorite basketball yeah. team of all time, right? <laughs> For real. The Carlos Williamson. Was there a Ferguson on that team? Oh. Was that his name, or am I mixing up my Arkansas guys? I think I'm mixing them up. There's somebody else I'm thinking of, uh, of a, a shooter, and I can't think of his name. Uh, Scotty Fergus? Scotty something like that?
0: I th- Scotty Thurman.
1: Study Thurman. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you used to light it up. So it would have been that team. Okay, so we're going back to 94, but I don't. did Arkansas win the SEC that year? They did
0: not. Okay. They, they didn't. Did not. Did all not right, did win the SEC, lost in the SEC semifinals. All
1: right, so go through it however you want. Talk to me about these teams. All right,
0: UCLA next year won it all. Didn't even have a tournament. Pac-12 being weird or Pac-10 back then being weird.
1: Didn't have a tournament. Had no tournament. What is
0: that? I don't know. Yay. I don't understand that. Makes no sense.
1: Hey, are y'all tired? That's okay, man. Pink Floyd's coming through with a laser light show. Let's just not do a tournament. Cool. All
0: right, go ahead. Yeah, maybe if they would have done those tournaments, they wouldn't be in the situation they're in now, struggling, scrapping. True. True. Ninety-six Kentucky, one of the best teams ever. Rick Pitino's squad. Who they have like Derek Anderson and Antoine Walker and
1: maybe a little Tony Delk. Tony Dell Was it was the Tony Squad Delk yeah. years? Yeah. yeah, you remember
0: like they had like swim trunk shorts oh. back then? Like the different colored shorts. I know you probably hated that.
1: I thought Kentucky looked pretty badass in that. Really? Night. Yeah. I thought they looked pretty sharp. Yeah. They looked all right. I liked it. I could deal with it. I okay.
0: could deal with it. Lost in the SEC finals. Okay. So no teams so but didn't far. Do it. Yeah. Ninety seven Arizona. Mike Bibby. Who's on who else is on that team? Bibby Michael and Dickerson. Simon. Yeah, Simon. Yep. That team was really good. No tournament. No tournament. So it goes back to the weird
1: Pac 10 stuff.
0: (laughs) All right. 98, Kentucky. Yeah. Won the SEC.
1: Okay, so 98, Kentucky will be the first team that we'll They'll we just, be the first one that, we that we're okay. talking about.
0: All right. 99, UConn. We talked about them this week with Calhoun. Yeah. Kelly Rip Hamilton, won the Big East that year, won the national title.
1: There you go. So back-to-back. Back-to-back. All
0: right. Now back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Mateen. Mateen Cleves, 2000, Michigan State, won the Big Ten. Okay. Also won the national championship. I like it. Had Jason Richardson on that squad. Good team. Okay. 2001, Duke, one of my favorite teams of all time. All five of those starters went to the NBA. Dunley V, Chris Duhon, Jay Williams, that you see seen on the Four Letter Network, Carlos Boozer and Shane Battier, who was National Player of the Year, they won the ACC Tournament.
1: Oh, so we're talking four years in a row it happened. Four
0: years in a row. Interesting. Okay. 2002, Maryland lost in the ACC semifinals. Steve Blake, Juan Dixon. Good team, but didn't do it. Okay. Didn't do it. 2003, Syracuse, team that us Texas fans cannot stand. You just talked about them, yeah. Lost in the Big East semifinals. All right. So they didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. 04 UConn Ben Gordon Emeka Okafor
1: yeah won the Big East tournament ah there you go 04 UConn so Jim Calhoun had two teams that did it 99 yep. and 04 did it
0: that's right okay 2005 UConn which was unbelievable Raymond Felton and Rashawn McCants lost in the ACC semifinals oof okay yeah they had Marvin uh, got gotcha. you yeah who else did they
1: have Sean May that team was really you said good. UConn North Carolina is 05 I said right? yeah 05 05 is North Carolina, Carolina right? right okay got gotcha. you.
0: Back-to-back champs, 6 07, Florida. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan team, Joe Kim Noah, <laughs> one of Al Horford. One of them had to have done it. Won both.
1: Did they really? Both that year. Oh, SEC that, tournament. That is that is great. So, 06 and 07. Right. They, both, they won both. Yeah, Corey Brewer, Al Horford, Joe Noah squad. That's a badass double-double right there. Two SEC tournament titles, two I, natties. I don't think that team gets talked about enough. No, they do not. You're right. They were really good. That's our last back-to-back, isn't it? I think so. I think you're yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh no oh two
0: thousand eight Kansas. Mario Chambers hits the shot, they won the Big Twelve tournament.
1: Okay. Eight oh eight Kansas over Memphis, right over Calipari? Yes.
0: Yep. North Carolina two thousand nine lost in the ACC semifinals. All right. So they didn't do it. Twenty ten Duke won the ACC tournament. Twenty ten Duke did it, okay. Twenty eleven Yukon won the big East tournament. This is the Kimball Walker year. This is when they won like five games at the Garden, Oh, okay. and then went on to win the national championship. Ooh.
1: So this is three UConn teams now.
0: Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, Calhoun Duh. was in his
1: back. Calhoun's
0: Absol- underratedly Oof. amazing. One of the best villains we lost. Right? Oh, he's
1: so great. Love that guy. All right. 2012,
0: Kentucky, Anthony Davis lost in the SEC, semif- or SEC finals. I mean. Okay, all right. 2013, Louisville, Patino won the Big East.
1: So they did it.
0: Correct. Okay. And I'll count
1: that even though the NCAA doesn't want me to. Go ahead.
0: 2014, UConn. This is Kevin Ollie's team. They lost in the AAC oh, finals. Oh, okay.
1: But then went and won it at Jerry World.
0: Right. Yeah. 2015, Duke. Lost in the ACC semifinals. Okay. 2016, Villanova. Lost in the Big East finals.
1: Last second shot to win it, right? That's 2016? That uh, Jenkins? Yes. And Natty right. Yeah. For the Natty, yeah.
0: 2017 North Carolina lost in the ACC semifinals. Okay. 2018 Villanova won
1: the Big East. Oh, say, so 2018 Villanova did it. Yeah. All right. That's the Villanova. So that was Jay Wright's. Is that his second one?
0: Yeah. With DiVincenzo and Bridges gotcha. and Brunson. Okay. Um, where were we? 2019 Virginia lost in the ACC semifinals. Okay. Wasn't a tournament the next year. COVID. Right. 2021, Baylor lost in the Big 12 semifinals, and then last year, Kansas won the Big
1: 12. So Kansas 2022 is the last one. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so start it with the run from 98 through 01, four years in a row. In the end, one, two, three UConn teams have done it. Two Duke teams have done it. One, Kentucky, the back-to-back Florida Louisville with Patino, that's interesting. And the last two, Villanova in 18, uh, Jay Wright's last title, and then Kansas last year did it. So 13 teams since 94 have won the tournament title and then gone ahead to win the Natty. It's not crucial, but it can happen, and it doesn't always take your legs and destroy the team yeah. and all that. If you're yeah. good, you're good.
0: If you're good, you're good. That's <laughs> yeah. what it shows. Right. I know everybody's been trying to look at it, especially going into your bracket and you're trying to choose – It just makes your bracket even tougher because you have no idea which year it's going to be. Somebody that won their tournament or somebody that benefited from the rest. Yeah. Because you could do both. Sure. And that's what we've been saying, you know. And if you're Rodney Terry in Texas, you want to go for the title, especially for his sake. You want as good a resume as possible. You just won the Sporting News uh, Coach of the Year for all of the college coaches in the game in the country and now you have a chance to beat some really good teams to win a Big 12 tournament.
1: I just I also think you you know as well as anybody and especially in the in the sport of basketball just like all other sports, you need the practice, you need the visualization of what can happen. It tells you you're championship worthy. It tells you even though you want to believe it you actually go through it. We play, we prepare, team meal, team practice, walk through, hotel, bus, stadium, we win, confetti, cut nets. All those things get imprinted, I think, in your brain a little bit. Then you get to the tournament, and it's just short little things. Okay, got to get through two games, then we get to advance the next week. Now we're going to do it again. And you just keep going through it, and you get the rhythm. The conference tournament helps you kind of get started with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I think that, could, that could Especially help. in this conference tournament. As good as the teams are, you know it's the best. Like, you know that. You've been through it. And like you said, all of the mental psyche things that go into winning, that go into your confidence. And I do have some nerves. Even if they win it all, it's going to be with this eight-man roster because it seems like Timmy Allen, he's not going to play tonight, and he's probably not going to play tomorrow if Texas advances. So that means these guys that are playing, these eight that are playing currently – They might be a little bit more tired because now they're getting more minutes than they usually would have if Timmy Allen were playing.
1: By the way, real quick, would you go for tonight and moving forward? Timmy Allen can't play. Would you do the same thing he did last night and go with Rice? Yes. So you'd you'd do the same thing? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then we would assume that. Uh, Jabari Rice is going to look a little more comfortable because I agree with you. Oh, he looked – it just looked like a little bit of a newborn deer at the beginning of the game. Like, wait a minute. I'm out here at the beginning of the game? What is going on? Jabari Rice is not used to playing with guys that haven't started sweating yet. That was freaking him out. You could tell. It's like, "Why why aren't these guys sweating? Why, why, why are the, the hair wet and all the you know, like he's just used to getting in a game that has already gotten its rhythm and he's not used to being a part, at least in a while, of starting the rhythm. Yeah, because you could see on the bench kind of how the game is going,
0: kind of what you need to do and mentally prepare yourself like, oh, OK, I can already see they're putting the double teams on Marcus. Every time he comes off this high pick and roll, there's a double there. I need to be ready to shoot on the wing, Mm -hmm. where when you're in the game, everything's happening so fast, you know, instinct just takes over, so you don't have a chance to think those things through that you would coming off the bench. So it's a little bit of a change for him, and he adjusted well and ended up having a good game.
1: What I hope happens for both of these guys is once uh, Timmy Allen's able to play again, hopefully Timmy Allen being able to watch a game – For a a couple, gives him a new perspective on it and helps him. And same thing with Rice. Gives him the perspective on how does a game start. If I have to be a part of a start of a game, how does that work? And then also it gives him more perspective on what he's normally going to do, which is you know working his way in. Uh, Texas and TCU tonight. And you would assume it's going to be Jabari Rice again in that starting lineup. They're going to rest Timmy Allen again. Nothing serious. If this was a tournament game, he'd be playing. Since it's a Big 12 game, they're going to go ahead and let him rest tonight. All right, so there's a good look at uh, some of the history of this tournament. Can Texas uh, do what Kansas did last year? win a Big 12 tournament championship, and then go ahead and win a national championship. We're a long way from that, but just letting you know, it can happen in this conference. Obviously, we know it can happen in this conference, winning national titles since the last two years. It has happened. Coming up next, why today matters. My favorite music snob of all time has a birthday today. He's also one of the most important guys in music in our lives. We will get to him, a lot of NFL on the board as well as we head towards free agency. Plus, tomorrow... Is a huge holiday in the world of music, and if you know, you know this is the horn.
0: the got... uh, Other
1: than the fact that it has to be edited, this day just got a lot better. Oh, my goodness. If you've never heard the unedited version of this song, please go find it. Please go listen to it as soon as possible. It's Chad and Zay. And if you don't know, this is Jay-Z from the Black Album. It's ninety nine problems, and there's one big reason Zay is playing this. And I appreciate you for doing it. I was literally just thinking of this song. Really? Yes, because I was looking him up to try to figure out kind of how I wanted to talk about yeah. it. And I thought of this song, and it's it's perfect. So ninety nine problems, Jay Z, Flow Rider, Anthrax, Pink Floyd, Skid Row. They've all been on the show. The great Ashanti beat started the hour. This is my favorite Jay-Z song, by really? the way. I have not. And it makes sense because I'm me. The, the, the rock quality of this song, that guitar thing that never stops, the... Bah, bah. I'm going to love that. Then once I learn the full story, there's just never... And I love a lot of Jay-Z songs. I haven't heard one that tops this one yet. I'm still the 99 Problems guy if I had to pick it. I'll just play this song randomly. Just out of nowhere... And then go to something else. Right. This is like a palate cleanser for me. I'll just play that song because I just love the way I love the way that song rolls out. I think it did
0: something for Hove because he was so smooth on previous tracks. And then when he got to the Black Album, there was just a certain raw and anger
1: that
0: mm-hmm. he put out. Yeah. I was like, this ain't the same smooth Jay-Z that will steal your girl in the heartbeat president of Rockefeller records like this ain't him this he's going back to like selling
1: crack marcy projects jay-z yep and there might be a white guy with a beard with a birthday today that gets a little credit for it for sure as to why the album's cool let's go why today matters and we'll give him his love today why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialist. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialist. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, Why Today Matters on March the 10th. March the 10th is Rick Rubin's birthday. Rick is 60 years old today, and I don't think it's stretching it to say, if you dig pop music, if you dig some kind of music that was popular during your life, He's probably produced something you really like. That's the easiest way to say it. I can't go through the whole list. The show's not long enough. But I'll just say it this way. In 2005, he won a Grammy for producing work for Johnny Cash and (laughs) Jay-Z. I'm not sure how I can say it any, any clearer than that. He produced the two Adele records that I like the most and that most people like the most, 19 and 21. He did that. He was the guy in the room with Aerosmith and Run DMC when that thing happened. He was the guy. He produced Slayer and, you the, know, he produced Slayer the on the metal side. He produced the Chicks album when they did their comeback thing from the big controversy. He produced Public Enemy. He produced Metallica. He produced, uh, it just the list goes on and on and on. Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Chili Peppers Right in the middle of things, Slayer. He, he produced one of my, he produced a couple of my favorite Tom Petty records, and won Grammys with him. And then the whole Johnny Cash run was incredible. And Rick Rubin is just—he's a whole nother hes a whole other dude. He is my favorite kind of music fan because he gets all of it. That guy—I I don't even know what—I mean, talk about the guy that if I knew him, all I'd want to know just on a given day, Rick. What are you listening to, man? Right now, what are you listening to? What are you into? Because he's everywhere. Right. I don't know how you can stay as connected to different kinds of music as Rick Rubin does. Yeah,
0: that's what makes him so popular and so famous. The fact that he could go hang out with Tom Petty, understand Tom Petty, to where he can make a perfect song for him. And Tom just has to go and do what he does on his chops. And then on the other side, hang out with Hove, Jay-Z, and do the same thing because those are two different genres of music, right? yet he gets all music and gets all different types of artists and how they work, and yeah, he's he's
1: a goat in his own right. Dude, it's amazing. uh, The hip-hop side, Beastie Boys, Ghetto Boys, Run DMC, Public Enemy, LL Cool J, like Beastie Boys. If you like No Sleep Till Brooklyn, that guitar, that's Rick Rubin. He's the reason. The guy in the video is from Slayer. That's Rick Rubin. Nobody else would have done that. That's suicide. That's crazy. Yeah. Who even knows? Who knows a beastie boy and a guy in Slayer? Only Rick Rubin did. And he brought those worlds together, man. That's just it's so cool. I love I love so many things about him. Rage Against the Machine, Lincoln Park, Audio Slave, Weezer, System of a Down. You mentioned the chicks. I mean, it's just, it's silly. It's silly. Happy birthday to Rick Rubin. Today, uh, go out and grab yourself something that he produced, because I know, trust me, there's something there. There's something. I saw a documentary today a few years ago, a band I don't even know that much about. I like what I've heard, the Avett Brothers. They're this kind of folksy country group, and they're talking about the making of this album and why it's so important, and who's sitting on the, the driveway with them talking about it, but Rick Rubin. Like, of course. Of course it's Rick. He did it. Yeah. It's unreal, man. Yo,
0: Def Jam Records, probably the biggest rap record company of all time, and he was the co-founder with Russell Simmons.
1: Yep. There you go. Co-founded Def Jam, founder of American Recordings, former co-president of Columbia. Unbelievable career. Um, happy birthday to Rick Rubin. Hope he's doing well today. Hope he is telling someone to do exactly what they need to do to make the song they need to make. I can't remember who it was. The other day, I was reading a story. It may have been... I may be off here because I've been reading a lot of different music stuff, and it may have been a Wu-Tang Clan member that was dealing with Rick Rubin, but it was a story about Rick making the artist go back and listen to, like, all of the stuff that they'd done before or a couple records and then come back, and ultimately it ended up in a—the the, the artist admitted it ended up in a better record because Rick Rubin made him do it, and I thought, who else would do that? Like, listen to their own catalog. Yes! To their own stuff. And I think it actually, it may have been a metal, it was a metal discussion, I think it was. Yeah, some metal band. And, oh, I know what it was. He made the, the guitar player from Black Sabbath go listen to like four or five Black Sabbath albums. And then say, and come back and do it again. He said that to Tony Iommi. One of the most legendary guitar players that's ever lived. And it worked. Wow. And later they admitted, yeah, it's a better album because Rick was right. Like, what? That's the
0: thing. He just knew each artist that he worked with so well and knew what buttons to push. Kind of like coaching. like <laughs> Absolutely. Good coaches yeah. do. Like, each player is different. You got to know which buttons to push to get the most out of that player. It's same with music. Even guys as legendary as the guy you just mentioned, like, to get the best out of them, some guys go about it differently, and Rick knew all about that and then some.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible stuff. Happy birthday to Rick Rubin today. Also, um... Tomorrow, on the musical side, the late, great Vinnie Paul of Pantera, the drummer, late drummer, would have been 59. Uh, Tomorrow, today, uh, the other monster birthday we should mention. I mentioned Jim Valvano would have had a birthday today. Chuck Norris is 83 today. Still probably able to kick your head off at the age of 83. Happy birthday. Walker, Texas Ranger. To Chuck. Walker, Texas Ranger. That's right. Kevin Dunn and myself did get a chance to interview Chuck Norris back in the day. So dope. It was incredible. It was incredible. Um, My dumb ass kind of forgot that it happened, and Kevin had to remind me. He's like, dude, we sat in a room with him. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about it. What? What? I know. It was during a really strange – it was like right as – I think it was right as I got fired – from the gig, so oh, that's, the, that's why yeah. it cut out in my mind. Yeah. But um, it was so cool because we brought up the Chuck Norris stuff with him, like, "Hey, man, all this Chuck Norris stuff they say about Chuck. My favorite is Chuck Norris. His tears can cure cancer, but the problem is he never cries." Right, and he started laughing at that one. He thought that one was good, and he would give us a couple more. That he thought was was great. He said one of his at the time he said one of his favorites was Chuck Norris doesn't sleep. He waits. He thought that was funny. But there's now just tons of them out there, and uh, it's an iconic thing. So uh, happy birthday to Chuck Norris, 83 years old. Yeah, today. my
0: my grandma, God bless her soul. Every day, whenever Walker Texas Ranger would be on TV she'd be watching
1: it. Is that right? However many seasons that they had, she saw all of them. Dude, I never watched that show, which proved I guess I wasn't old enough at the time. It felt like an old person yeah. show. I never watched it. It's mm. like one of those murder she wrote types. But once again, I would like to thank Chuck Norris for one key moment in my life because I can still remember it. The Chuck Norris martial arts movie called The Octagon is the first movie I ever saw where I saw a woman's bare chest. Ooh. Ever nice first time.
0: Chuck, I didn't know Chuck was doing that kind of stuff. Chuck, you the man? <laughs> well done. Yeah, all I know is Walker Texas Ranger. I didn't know Chuck was on this Steven Seagal ish.
1: All I know is he was protect He was trying to protect her. He was trying to figure out who he needed to fight. And all of a sudden, it was like a hotel room or something. And she took off a sweater, and I thought, okay, might yeah. want to might want to learn some karate. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad, Chuck. Not bad. Happy birthday to Chuck Norris today. And the musical holiday I referenced. Tomorrow is March 11th, so it is 311. So, for those of you that love the band 311, like our man Eddie Cross from Fight Night, they celebrate in a whole nother way. I've never heard of a group of fans care enough about a band. That that, But tomorrow is 311 Day. They celebrate. They do special things. They may be out on one of those cruises right now. The band is wonderfully out there. And if I went back and looked, I bet Rick Rubin produced one of their records. (laughs) Maybe their best record. No, I don't know if that's true. But uh, I do like 311. I've never seen 311 live. That is a show I'd love to see because they are a great, tight band, but they definitely have a loose feel to them. For a lot of different reasons. Some of those reasons are medicinal, if you know what I'm saying. I feel them. Yeah. 311, very cool. So happy 311 day to all you fans tomorrow. Up next, stems and seeds. Before we get out of here, some NFL notes, including do you need Adam Thielen on your team? Yes, it's 2023. You should know that before you answer the question. This is the horn.
0: Let me tell you about this super fly. Dirty, dirty, throw, cold, muddy, water, salted, Chad and Zay. Wow.
1: Okay. Getting into some... uh, I was going to say, this definitely sounds like it's got a southern feel to it. Not that a northern rapper wouldn't bring up collard greens, but it just feels like if you're going to bring up the collard greens that quickly, it's probably... A Southern feel. All right. Should I know? No. No you chance.
0: You have zero chance.
1: I have no chance. Zero. Where 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 is he coming from? Mississippi. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh,
0: that's really cool. Not too many Mississippi rappers.
1: That is. Is this Is this like brand new stuff?
0: Uh, it's not brand new, but he's still rapping. All right. Introduce me. Who is he? This is Big Crit.
1: Okay. Big Crit. Uh, spell it. K-R-I-T K-R-I-T Big Crit Big Crit
0: became big around a decade and some change ago There's a few rappers that they call blog era rappers Where guys just became famous putting their own stuff for free Mm -hmm. online And a whole bunch of blogs would talk about them And they're more underground guys So Wiz Khalifa, he's a blog rapper Okay Currency Wiz's guy One of my favorites Big Crit Big Sean, Kendrick Lamar's, even the blog rapper. So there's a mm. few guys that okay. have been around for a while and came out during a very specific time. Fair
1: enough. All right, so Big Crit, Jay-Z. Oh, and he makes his own beats. Big Crit makes his own beats. Oh, this is him. Oh, he's all of it. Yeah, incredible. Okay. So talented. One-stop shop. Flo Rida, Anthrax, Pink Floyd, Skid Row, all on the show today. The Ashanti beat started us off this hour, and we said happy 60th birthday To Rick Rubin, because we are music snobs around here. There's a lot going on today. Yeah, I've actually met Big Crit. Have you really? I have. Look at you. I
0: have, yeah. My good friend Ryan Baxter was in my wedding. He's the son of former Texas basketball great Ron Baxter. I'm sure you old heads remember that name. Ron Baxter, him and his wife, uh, Ryan and his wife Annalise, she used to do something with music back in the day where she got people in and, like, help show big celebrity music people around and stuff, make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Crit became cool with those guys, and I was cool with Ryan. So one day we were at some little get-together, and Crit just showed up, and I had to pretend like I wasn't at all. I had to pretend like I, bet you I was flipped just a normal out. guy. Yeah, I kind of
1: flipped did it You out. Did you fanboy a little bit? Yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. were watching the
0: basketball game, and he asked me something about James Harden, and it was yeah. dope, and
1: yeah, it was fun. If but, you and I were at a party, and Rick Rubin walked in across the room. I don't know what I'd do. You'd lose it. I really would. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> okay. uh, that's cool, though. Get to meet somebody like that. That's uh, a lot of talent. Yeah, Crit's cool. He um, is cool. Re- before we get to Stems and Seeds, I have a weird, historic, I have a rap history question for you. What? So, Big Crit just did it. Uh, T.I. does it. Other guys that I've heard, I feel like some of the Atlanta guys do it. Is there someone that gets credit for starting the shoddy thing and referring to a woman as shoddy? No, that's just a down south thing. That's a south thing. That's a south thing. Okay. Mm. And that's just a kind of generic reference for... Woman. For a woman, for... Is it always your woman? Any woman? Could be anybody?
0: Yeah, it could be anybody.
1: But is it a special woman? Yeah. It always feels like there's a little something. It's not just any woman. Yeah. Right? It's a woman you're interested in. Yeah, like, come on,
0: shawty, don't do that to
1: me now. Okay. I just want to make sure if there was someone that, that really brought that into... Rap.
0: Yeah. I don't know who it was, but it was definitely a South rapper or just okay. somebody in a the Southern, South in yeah, general. Because
1: when when, <laughs> when he said it, I thought of T.I. Because I enjoy that. That's one of the things I enjoyed about T.I. the first time I listened to him. I'm assuming, like, a, does a ludicrous get into that word? I'm sure he says enjoy it. Enjoy that? Yeah. I kind of enjoy it. And I'm, I practice, too, when I try to repeat it, because I know I can't say shorty. <laughs> You please, say yeah, please shawty. don't say that. We got to lengthen that vowel yeah. out a little bit.
0: Mr. Purple cassette, please don't say that. <laughs> got to
1: go shoddy on that one. <laughs> All right, let's go stems and seeds and get you a couple of notes. We'll start in the NFL.
0: No stress, no seeds, no stems, no
1: sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Zay, do you think anybody wants Adam Thielen about to turn 33 years old. Vikings Ooh. released him.
0: Yeah, he's always been a good locker room guy. He's been a good receiver, perennial, pro bowl guy. If he could come in and be maybe somebody's number three, maybe a number four, depending on the team, That'd be huge.
1: Yeah, interesting. Last five games of last year, fourth in targets behind Jefferson, Hawkinson, and Osborne. Went down to fourth on that team. That makes sense. And that kind of tells you why they're making that move. Keep your eyes on that. Maybe a team ends up with him. Jameis Winston has been asked to accept an amended contract. You think Jameis is going to go along with this? Stay the backup in New Orleans. He better. I mean, what else has he got? What's his other option? Yeah, he's a backup for the rest of his career. Man, I hope Jameis is comfortable with that. I think you're right, but I hope he is ready to uh, to admit that. We talked about the uh, Cowboys situation restructuring, Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. So now the Cowboys go into the weekend. We'll come back on Monday. Remember, it's next Wednesday officially starts the NFL you know season, but all the early colluding talk that's allowed, all that early discussion, they can start doing that this weekend. So we're going to start hearing some stuff. By the time we get back on Monday, there are going to be deals already cooked up.
0: Yeah, I just saw four-letter network on the bottom, Tyreek Hill. He's restructuring his contract with the Dolphins. Okay. Because I think he sees on that other side, Jalen Wallow, who hasn't gotten paid yet because he's still on his rookie deer. He's pretty good, too. And he helped me a lot
1: this year Yeah, get open. And he just saw his former team go win it all without him. That must hurt. Oh, that's got to sting. That has got <laughs> to sting. Now, they won it with him, too. Let's be fair. He did win one with him. That's what he'd probably tell me. Hey, man, I got the ring and the money, and I live in South Beach. Don't cry for me. I'm good. Yeah. I am doing fine. Also, let's give a get well, not only to Bill Self. Hope he gets better. They don't think it was a heart attack, which is good news. Uh, But let's do a get well for John Rahm, best golfer on earth right now. He had to withdraw from the Players' Championship. That sucked because he was playing with Rory and Scotty Scheffler, which was kind of a cool group. But if you're interested, the Players' Championship this weekend, you know, a little TPC, number 17 out there, TPC Sawgrass, they're doing that this weekend. Enjoy that that, enjoy all your longhorn action. Texas men's basketball, they will fire up at 8.30 on the tip time. 8.15 on their 8.15, 8 o'clock on the pregame tonight. Texas and TCU baseball goes over to 12.60 and 101.9. Best of luck to Texas women's basketball. They're on the floor right now. And Texas softball has a lot going on. Have a good weekend. We'll be back. We'll have a tournament set. Remember, Selection Sunday show, Sunday at 5, right here on the Horn. See ya!